This is CliffCentral.com. Good morning. Welcome to The Opinion Booth with myself, Sonia Booth. And that was Lady Gaga, Born This Way, for a reason. Today's title, Born This Way. And my guest, I'm actually going to expose you. <laughs> my guest just arrived. I'm going to kill you. I am so going to kill you after the interview. TK. Good morning, guys. Diniko. Yes. Goldfish. Yebo. Matebula. Absolutely. Welcome to Opinion Booth. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So you have so many titles. Presenter, stylist, socialite, party events planner. And you're a founder of a lifestyle concierge services. That is correct. TK, how old were you when you realized you were different to other boys Technically I discovered when I was 12 Or 13 but I was always different The other guys were playing Gaditina Cars And they were making The bicycle So Probably different more Okay, so the, 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 you just knew, but only from the age of 12. Prior to that, you, I mean, how would you describe yourself prior to 12 years of age? I've always been a little of the feminine side. And, you know, growing up, uh, kids will always show you. Kids are cruel, eh? They'll always tell you, something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> The, the song, but something like that. So then I could realize, why am I not like other boys? Mm. I'm feminine, I'm sensitive, uh, I'd be cooking with, with mud and sand while the other boys were making the cake. Okay. And what was the treatment like from family members? Um, because I'm sure they had their suspicions, Jorge. Hmm. Our child is different. Our child is not your uh, typical boy. Uh, did they treat you differently to your other male cousins? I know you also had a, a brother who's late. He was yes, younger yes. than you. So w- was, was there a different treatment? I mean, do they have to walk around um, eggshells uh, around you uh, so that they did not offend you? I mean, did you pick up that they knew that you were different even before you could acknowledge that I think I'm different? So, um, my, um, my mom and my aunt, are half colored. So they have long hair. So I was the one who always brushes their hair, you know, and they'd allow me to brush their hair. And I remember distinctively, I think it was my grandmother. She bought me a doll and a doll both, like Bava. And the doll's name was Tulani. And I was probably seven. And from there, I fell in love with Tulani. I don't know where Tulani went to, but the the bath stayed. I, I don't know. It was a blue bath. Nearly bath, I blue. But Tulani, like, yeah. So they'd always remind me, no, man up. Man up. Please, please, man up. Please, man up. Please, man up. So they'd always tell me, you know what? Boys don't do that. You're a boy. You don't do that. You don't do girly stuff. I know you are very close to your grandmother. Yes. Tell me about your relationship with her. 
<laughs> I'll try and not get emotional. Always when I speak up with my granny, like I get a lump in my throat. That that woman is is all I am because of her. She taught me self love. She raised me with unconditional love. She's she's now eighty seven, going for eighty eight. Wow. Um she's suffering from dementia. And uh it's funny enough because today is World Mental Health Day and it just hit home, you know? Um so she's not the strong woman that she was. Now she's frail, obviously old age. So my grandmother loved me unconditionally. She's the one person on this earth in my family that never, never, ever judged me for being different. Okay, so for people that don't know you, you are from Alex. Born and bred in Gomorrah. Born, bred and buttered. In Gomorrah. I have an uncle and an aunt living in different parts of Alex, as you know. Yeah. And and I obviously spent many, many years there, especially during school holidays. I mean, whenever we have family gatherings, um, I'll still go and visit um, family members, uh, cousins, relatives, and all of that. So what I love about any neighborhood, I mean, this happens whether you're in Soweto, in Tembisa, in Alex, I'm, and I'm sure it happens in Kuguletu and Kaliche as well, you would have a gay Walking past and the kids would go Chaza, which means friend <laughs> Right? <laughs> They'd be waving At you, calling you and Admiring you. It, it's not in a way To like belittle you Or tease you but it, it, They're happy to see you because You know most gays have a very flamboyant uh, Personality They're very personable, they're very friendly And they socialize And they're known by the entire wood This is how you knew you were In the hood, right? Are there times where you are made uncomfortable in your own neighborhood? That is, I experience that every day. Every day, it is, it is, um, it is very, very, very difficult growing up in the hood, Kokas. Because remember, they're not educated about different forms of sexuality or different forms of life. So it becomes difficult where you need to defend yourself within the community. You know, things like chores, it gets irritating, but that is better. There are other words, derogatory names they call us in the street and they shame you. And, and that is so, so difficult where you always need to defend and always need to fight yourself against the community only to find out that the community celebrates crime, thugs. And you are just there living your life, being free, being loving, being colorful, being vibrant, and you are being shamed and stoned. But yet they celebrate teenage pregnancy. They celebrate crime. They glorify thugs. And you mm. ask yourself, what am I missing? Sure. Have your parents accepted you unconditionally, wholeheartedly, and without reservation? Let me start by saying, I'll tell you a bit for, for the listeners and for you to understand that I was raised by my grandmother and my single mother. So at the age of 10, my parents split. So let's say 60% of the time I spent with my mom because she, she got custody of us and 20% I spent with my dad's family. So I think 
from my dad's side, he's, he's accepted me fully. For my mom, it, it, it's still a process. Remember, she is, for lack of a better word, mourning a son that she gave birth to that's not really, that son that's going to necessarily uh, um, get married to a woman and get, uh, raise a family as per community's, um, Judgments or status and how things are supposed to be. So for my mom, it has been quite difficult. Um, she always says, let me quote her. She says, I love you, my son, unconditionally, and I'm learning to understand the lifestyle that you chose. And I said, it's not a choice. Hmm. You don't wake up one day and say, today I'm going to be gay or lesbian. True. If I had a choice. I wouldn't be homosexual. But why Why do you feel that way? It is very difficult, Sonia, let me tell you. It is very difficult being an openly gay or lesbian. Let me say an openly gay person. Let me speak on my behalf. It is very difficult where you need to defend yourself from your family, from the corporate world, from your community. So living a life of waking up every morning saying, here's the battlefield. What am I going to face today? Because either way, all corners, I need to defend myself from the world, from my own family. And it's so difficult going into a meeting or corporate. The first thing you see, you can see it in their eyes. You're already being judged by your sexuality, not even your potential or or your beliefs or your morals. So somebody has already boxed you. But you, um, I, I, I don't want to make it seem like, um, you have it easy, but you certainly have it easier than the homosexuals that are living in places like Nigeria, Malawi, of course, Uganda, of course, where you can actually be, you, you can face prosecution and face jail time. Just, death. just for being. Yes. Cause you are just being, like you said, nobody asks or nobody wakes up one morning and decides that today I'm going to wear a gay crown or I'm deciding to change my sexuality. There was a story two days ago of a guy in Saudi Arabia. The case is actually ongoing mm-hmm. and he's actually even lost his job back in the UK. So he was on business in Saudi Arabia and he happened to be in a bar. And the way he explains his story was that a man walked past his table and because he could see that this man was just about to spill his drink, he then lifted his hand um, almost like a way of trying to block this guy from spilling the drink on him. And accidentally, his hand landed on this man's lap. This is his story. And a couple of minutes later, police arrived in the restaurant or the bar, and they arrested him on the spot um, mm-hmm. in the company of his uh, colleagues. And he didn't know what was going on. Nobody explained uh, what was going on. They just, they just said to him, you've committed a crime. And obviously he was confused, you know, Saying to the police officers What crime are you talking about uh, I have no clue what you're talking about I've just been in a bar having a drink with my friend Is that a crime And uh, on, he only found out later on That he was um, arrested Because his hand landed on a man's lap 
So it's it's scary that you still have countries that um you know where people cannot be. Yesterday you posted sometimes the prettiest smile hides the deepest secrets. The prettiest eyes have cried the most tears and the kindest hearts have felt the most pain. Please share. Sorry. I find that uh, it's a quote. I find it very profound because it's very personal. Mm. It gets hard. We don't show that part because when people see gay people, they see this. There's something very funny about uh, being uh, gay. Some, you just have the skill of being stylish and 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 being uh, colorful and just lighting up a room. But behind that thing lies a lot, a lot, a lot of pain. A lot of pain that no one will ever understand. Because remember, Sonia, before the world criticizes you, you first need to criticize yourself. So by the time they, I get the lash, the, 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 the lashes and the, the criticism, believe you me, I've already said it to myself in the mirror that this is what I'm going to get. So when you sit alone and you go to bed being gay or, or, or lesbian or otherwise, those voices come back. And it's not, it's not a beautiful sound. But the world don't, doesn't see that. Hmm. Okay. I can see you're getting emotional and I'm, and I fully, I fully understand it. Um, and, you know, to everyone listening, uh, this is just my small way of trying to engage people and hopefully try and, um, to make people think twice before posting derogatory comments. I mean, this dialogue, uh, which I actually still can't believe that we're talking about this in 2017, um, especially in a democratic uh, country like ours. Um, you know, so Alexander Township uh, has been nicknamed Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's got to do with the happenings every day in Alex. I mean, like I said, I've, I've spent many, many years in Alex. And this morning I just happened to l- listen to a, a news clip that uh, an ambulance with a patient in it was hijacked. What's up with that? <laughs> I don't want to say... You, you, I don't want to say you, you expect such to happen in a place nicknamed Sodom and Gomorrah, but there's a reason why Alex has been nicknamed Sodom and Gomorrah. What's up with that? If you ask me why it's named Gomorrah, I have to do a little bit of research. I honestly don't know why it's named Gomorrah. But you know a name follows you. So whoever came up with that name, what do they expect? Like you can't be celebrating such a name. You're attracting such funny things as hijacking an ambulance. It's very sad. And the reason goes back to education, unemployment, and poverty. And and most of the time boredom as well. Because, I mean, like you said, the unemployment rate is high, like many other townships. So uh, more often than not, it's actually out of boredom because people don't have better things to do 
mm-hmm. with their lives. You 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 thinking that the government would um, create um, or build recreational facilities and libraries and more schools so that um, you know the troublemakers are kept busy. But that's a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember this, but many years ago you came to my aunt's house, and my nephew Kosi who was about three years old at the time, said to you, Hello, Hello, are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I, I don't remember it, but uh, 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 let me tell you, it's very funny. Like the kids are so, so, so innocent. And, 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 and I haven't, it's not the first time that I've heard that question. I've heard it thousands of times from kids and i find it so 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 sweet um a friend of mine uh, a, a mutual friend of ours i think uh a gospel singer slash artist her daughter i think she was five said to me so her mom says say hi to uncle tk so i whisper i'm like don't don't give her the prefix just say she, she must call me tk because I just prefer being called TK. And so the, the daughter, T.D., says, Hello, Uncle TK. And I go, Hello, T. She's like, But you're an uncle wearing nail polish. Like, how's that? And <laughs> till this very day, she's about 10 now. I always, when I interact with her, I just think about that, that question. Cause kids are very smart. Cause the kid sees this person and they're not sure. You're a boy, are you? <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's innocent, it's right? It's very innocent, hey? It doesn't come from a place of malice, you know? Not at all. So, Simon Ngoli, mm-hmm. Jabulani Shen Pereira, I know you're going to recognize mm-hmm. some of these names. Lebo Matosa, mm-hmm. Theon Tlengetwa, mm-hmm. Brenda Fasi, mm-hmm. Toya Delazy, mm-hmm. Shari Giliberti, mm-hmm. Buji, mm-hmm. Tandi Somazwai, mm-hmm. the late Koyobala, mm-hmm. the late Ikomesh, mm-hmm. and Somizi. Mm-hmm. They made it easier for people to open up about their sexuality And they are known as activists for LGBTI rights mm-hmm. Is there someone you could identify with when you were younger? Funny enough, I could identify with they, they, They're not on your list But I really celebrate everyone you've mentioned on the list I celebrate people like George Michael I celebrate people like Elton John I looked up to them uh, but I need to celebrate I'd like to call them the queens Of Alex The late Jabu Bibi Chigo The late Mike Abigail Just to mention a few Pat Those are the people with, that were in my hood Those are the people that That I could see every day That these people are like me But I wasn't quite sure what it was So I always Remember and celebrate them Your Abo Pesi, Abo Manda May their souls rest in peace To those who are late Others are still alive And I celebrate them Now tell me Maybe it's just my observation But why are gay men Always surrounded by beautiful women? I can say gay men and women are in the same WhatsApp group Or gay men and beautiful women are in the same WhatsApp group And and, and, I mean, you you are a beautiful human being And you love dressing up and you always look good And I mean, you're a socialite You want to look good, I understand You're living the fabulous life I mean, if anyone were to look at your Instagram page I mean, you're a globetrotter 
I mean, you, you probably spend more time outside the house than you do inside because you're always at events, you're always at functions, you're traveling, you're always with surrounded by fabulous people looking beautiful. What's up with that? Um, let me just say, uh, I, I love beauty. I celebrate everything beautiful and not superficial, but everything beautiful. Do I take account that I'm surrounded by physically beautiful women? No, I don't, but somebody will always say and remind me that 90% of the people you hang out with are bombshells. People like yourself, uh, Miss Booth, Mrs. Booth, <laughs> you know, and I really don't pay attention, but I will tell you, whatever is beautiful, I want in my life. Okay, I like that. But, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. I also like beautiful, beautiful people around <laughs> me and, uh, you know, but hopefully beautiful and, you know, inside and uh, as cliched as of that sounds. Now, okay, I'm going to put you on the spot and uh, I want you to explain the following because uh, some people out there have been living under rocks, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm, some are just mm-hmm. choosing to be ignorant because it conveniently suits them. What is an after nine? An after nine is a term that was created uh, by the so-called straight people. An after nine is is a man that has extra mural activities with another man. So nine p.m. of the clock, they not the typical man man. Now they are doing the after nine deeds. The dance with other men. Okay, so after nine, because now it's dark. Now it's now dark. Now people can't see what you're yes. getting up to. Yes. Okay, and a gay da? <laughs> I should be asking you. <laughs> I know what a gay da is, but some of our listeners don't know what a gay da. Remember, you're here to educate and hope, you're here to, hoping that people are going to change their mindset. Of remember? course, of course. Yeah. A gay da is like a radar. But a gaydar is a radar for gay people. So a gaydar is something that you feel, um, that you can, you, you actually, it's, it, it, you can sense a, a closeted gay guy or a closeted gay woman. So it's, it, it's, it's something that, uh, most of us openly gay people and <laughs> some of the, uh, fag hags have, uh, people like you. <laughs> Am I a fag hag? <laughs> You've been called that numerous times. Okay. And I find okay. it very funny. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's okay. And I've been called your handbag. So <laughs> You've been called my handbag. And I've been called your that handbag. That is so offensive. That reminds me of Phil. Phil was called Bonang's <clears throat> handbag. Yeah. Ah, that is an insult. But I'd rather be Sonia Booth's handbag than anybody else's uh, handbag. Okay, let's let's not go there. Let's not go there. I can't afford any lawsuits. Okay, yeah. So now tell me mm-hmm. your opinion on Robert Mugabe's statement that homosexuality is a curse. Let's pray for Robert. I've got no comment. He just needs prayer. Your opinion on Pastanala, self-titled Dr. King's remarks that homosexuality is a disease like AIDS. Same comment. Let's pray for him. You're going to pray for Pastor Nala? Yes. Okay. Your opinion on corrective rape? Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to say something very debatable. Go for it. This is Cliff Central, uncensored, unscripted. As openly gay as I am with the LGBTI community, LGBTIQ community, I'm going to say 
it is so difficult being an openly lesbian person. Guys, corrective rape, like lesbian people have it hard. Do I think they have it harder than us, openly gay men? Yes, I do. Your opinion on the Feather Awards? I know you always attending. I love the Feather Awards. I celebrate them because Feather Awards celebrates the LGBTI community, which celebrates um, what we find as entertaining, controversial, and beautiful. And um, I, I'd like to give credits to Tammy Dish, who who's also not on one of the lists there. He is an activist for the LGBTIQ community, and he's raising the flag. And yes, I, I celebrate Feather Awards. They pink, they me. They're beautiful. They're fun. <laughs> so the Soweto Gay Pride was cancelled last year, mm-hmm. and um, the local council's um, excuse or their reasoning behind the cancellation was that it was used beyond uh, what its intentions were. The the match, the pride, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. and uh, so they cancelled it because they said that people brought in the uh, cooler boxes, so it ended up being a uh, B.O.B., bring your own, and that was the reasoning behind that. So your thoughts on that? But I do know that they've just had it um, on the 30th of September. I think a week ago. A week ago. Mm-hmm. Your opinion on that? They're grasping at straws, for lack of a better like, There's no reasoning behind that. Uh, like, it's, it's pathetic. Sorry. It's a pathetic excuse. What is your message and advice to a young boy who is too afraid to express himself because he fears judgment? I'd say to that little boy or girl, don't look for love outside. Love yourself wholeheartedly and don't think you're a sin. You're not born a sin. Just love yourself. With with self-love, you, you can conquer the world. Just love yourself. You don't need to explain to anybody. Just love yourself. Your message and advice to a man being pressured into a relationship with a woman in order for him to prove he is a real man. Why fall into that trap where you're going to live your entire Life, if not five years or two years or two days, where you're going to be sad and sickened by what you are doing. Why do that to yourself? There's no reason a gun is not pointed at your head to do it. Your message and advice to a man being pressured into married life and pressured into having kids before he can be accepted in society, the community, his church or the corporate world. I'm going to repeat again. Why do it to yourself? Why live a sad day, one one day of, of a life that you don't believe in? That is not you. Why do it? Don't do it. Life is too short to be miserable, right? Don't do it. Your message and advice to parents who ostracize their child because they are concerned about the neighbor's comments and opinions. That's that, that hits close to home I'm going to say to parents Love your kids unconditionally 
Just love your kids unconditionally. That is the greatest gift any parent can give to their kids. Whoever says what, it's, it's not about them. It's about the love that you have for your kid. Because love builds, uh, you just need to love your kid. Just love your kid unconditionally. And your message and advice to anybody that teased you when you were young or anybody that judged you or anybody that ostracized you because of your sexuality? Thank you very much. Thank you for all the the names, all the hurt, all the criticism. Thank you so much. You have built me so much. You have taught me to love myself and you've taught me to be a strong, happily, proud South African Alexandrian men. Thank you. Thank you. You do not understand how, how much you, you, you've actually impacted my life. I really, really appreciate you for being mean to me. Okay. Hello. Three words mm-hmm. that define you. Love, gold, happiness. Hmm. Okay. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm not going to leave without saying this. We'd rather fight. Thank you for being my mentor. Thank you for building me. Half of who I am, it's because of you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Oh, you're too kind. I, I, just for the record, I didn't, I didn't pay you, right? <laughs> tell them. Tell them I didn't pay you. Hence, I said, there's the, the disclaimer. We are going to fight for me saying this. But thank you for being my living guardian angel. I celebrate you. Sure. Wow. Okay. That's... Uh going to take a while to sink in but uh, thank you for your kind words you didn't you really didn't have to but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna own it (laughs) TK thank you so so much for opening up I know I know it wouldn't have been easy uh, but we cannot ignore such topics we cannot ignore such conversations my humble opinion after all this is the opinion booth the more you express your hate and disgust towards homosexuals, the more you convince us that you are experiencing self-hate. Michael Jackson wrote a powerful and profound song. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. There is no need to insult or assault someone just because they refer to you as being gay. Because there's nothing wrong with being gay. Don't judge someone just because they sin differently than you. Here's a revelation. Excuse the pun. The only person going to heaven is a newborn baby. Free from sin, free from judgment. The rest of us, we're going to hell. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.